This episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast is sponsored by Fisher Skis, and you can visit them at www.fishersports.com. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Adam Jabber. This is the Out of Bounds Podcast, and we have a great episode for you today with Natasha Woodworth. She uh, was working at Patagonia for about 10 years, working in product development um, for things like their mountain bike line. Fast forward to 2023, 2024, she is starting her own brand. Curious Creatures is online now. Uh, we are CuriousCreatures.com if you're interested in checking anything out. Uh, but we kind of talk about her process, her journey in the industry, and where we're at right now and where she hopes to go. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. I really, really enjoyed this one. And we've been having a lot of good ones lately. There's been a lot of interviews that I've been like, this is this is fun. This is good. I mean, every summer I'm like, oh, it's, it's summer. We're just kind of cruising along. But now we're like getting in the fall. People are like kind of hyped. I'm hyped to be talking to people. And I think, I think we're rolling. So I hope you enjoy this one for real. Um, also, very important news. Like very, very important news. We have a new sponsor for today. Snowmass is a sponsor of the Out of Bounds podcast. In case you didn't know this, Snowmass is the second largest ski area in Colorado with an average of only two skiers per acre, which is like the most insane stat that I think anybody could have come up with to put in a podcast ad. Like that's, that's so much. Um, Snowmass lift ticket also provides access to Aspen Mountain, Highlands, Buttermilk, which is the home of X Games. Um, there's a ton of stuff to do off the slope. It's really the ideal destination for any adventure seeker who wants to get to the mountain right out of their doorstep, um, where 95% of lodging is slopeside and only 15 minutes from the Aspen airport. So all this to say. If you would like to explore Snowmass this season, please visit gosnowmass.com to discover all of the possibilities for your winter. Um, I've been quite a few times, actually, and it's a blast. It's like you almost need to go ski there. If you're a skier, especially in New England, you're like, where, where should I direct my attention to this year? I would bank on Colorado having a very good year this year since it wasn't, I mean, it was a good year last year, but it wasn't Utah and it wasn't California. This year, I think, is the year. I think this year is the year that people are going to be like, okay, it's time to explore a little bit more. So once again, hit up ghostnomass.com to discover all possibilities. And without further ado, here's my friend and yours, Natasha Woodworth. Natasha, why don't you tell people who you are, a little bit about yourself, and then we can take it from there. Yeah, so um, I'm Natasha Woodworth. I live in Bozeman, Montana, and I just um, launched Curious Creatures, which is a mountain bike apparel company. Um, it's kind of leading with women's collection and women's apparel to start, but also has some crossover pieces for men. And yeah, my background is in design. So I've been a designer in the industry for around 12, 15 years or something like that. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what I'm most excited about right now is awesome. 
the launch. <laughs> a big mountain biker, obviously. Yeah, I do love mountain biking. Um, it's funny, actually, like my background is definitely more in skiing, actually. Like I was a competitive ski racer for a lot of my life and raced in Europe. And then, um, yeah, that's like the sport that has taken up the most of my life, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I love the like crossover of mountain biking and how yeah. skiers do it in the summer. And um, I've just watched the sport really. I've just been really inspired by the sport of mountain biking. Um, mm -hmm. Not that skiing isn't doing cool things, but I just feel like it's <laughs> really like bringing communities together. And um, I like that it's kind of all ages and like young kids up to you know my mom is like in her 70s and she mountain bikes every day yeah. so there's just little things about mountain biking that I've been personally really inspired by um and then also just feeling like even with skiing like a lot of people make a lot of really good ski clothes whereas mountain biking I thought that there yeah. was a lot of room um to improve some stuff yeah, no, I agree. I think mountain bike apparel is, it's funny because if you think about mountain bike apparel, I don't know if anyone has any one particular thing that they think about, right? It's like one of those categories that people don't even really know what mountain bike apparel is, right? It's like everybody has an idea of what a road kit is. I think if yeah. you ask different people what a mountain bike kit is or what their mountain bike kit is, they would be all totally different answers in terms oh of what gosh. they like and the styles and the fits and and whatever it is and there's so true it's it's all over the place right like people <laughs> people like myself are riding in jorts and t-shirts half the time and then like in full kit the other times it's just mm -hmm. it's very all over the place yeah wide range spandex to jorts yeah exactly <laughs> um why why now why why your own brand like i mean this is a big it's a big commitment yeah. Um, it's a great question. I think like there's never a good time, but it's always <laughs> been like something that um, I was lucky to spend a lot of my career at Patagonia and like learning from all the designers there. That's where I spent almost 10 years and um, was just super grateful to be kind of surrounded by such talented designers and learning all that stuff that you kind of couldn't learn at another company, like about quality and sustainability. And then it was a confluence of things like being, seeing the sport of mountain biking and like feeling like there was a need for like a real mountain bike brand. Um, Cause even though I worked in the mountain bike categories at Patagonia is still like an out, like a lot of outdoor brands are making mountain bike stuff, but wanted to be like really rooted in the sport and culture of mountain biking mm. um, as it was growing. And yeah, there's some like personal things too. Like my partner and I moved to Montana and we didn't want to move back to California, some <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but that's probably a lot less important. Um, and then you just like kind of have to take the leap. Like I was lucky that I had my family was really supportive and they were like, you've always wanted to do this. Like, when are you going to do it? Um, so it just seemed like a good time. <laughs> yeah. Where, where did the name come from? Um, the name is funny. It's like two answers. One is the 
just that like the idea and spirit of the brand is we really wanted to talk about like curiosity and adventure on your bike. So more the like exploration side versus like the racing or competitive side. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the curious part. And then the creatures part is I was really obsessed with like, I read this book about how, you know, we all came from like the same little organisms and like how life all started on earth and was really inspired by how when you're out in nature, whether it's like riding your bike or skiing or doing any of these things, you kind of like return back to being a part of that ecosystem Mm -hmm. versus in our daily lives at our computers and our houses, we kind of feel like we're above nature. And I liked how outdoor sports can like make you back into that creature. (laughs) So I really wanted to celebrate that. It's a little ethereal, but, um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, (laughs) I actually really like the name. I think it's catchy. And I think, I think you're right. There's not a lot of real mountain bike brands. There's so many brands that make mountain bike stuff. If you ask, same deal. If you ask a bunch of people what their favorite mountain bike clothing brand is, I think their answers would be all over the place. You got the Troy Lees and the Foxes of the world that are, you know, moto brands that also make mountain bike stuff. You got the right. Patagonias where mountain bike is a small sector of what they do versus like you talk about Nano Puff being like outselling the whole mountain bike category. You know, it's just yeah. like <laughs> it, it's it's very it, people are making mountain bike apparel as like a side journey, you know, totally. as opposed to an actual mountain bike clothing brand. Or even like, yeah, like the culture of, I love like what Rafa's doing. Like there's so many people making great product, but the spirit of their brand is very like road centric too. Or, um, where it's like mountain biking is just this crazy weird thing that we all do where you're just like playing around on a bike and you're sometimes close to home, but sometimes you're really far out in the back country. I don't know. It's just like different. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a very different category. So let me ask you. Oh, we got a cat coming in. <laughs> Cute. Um, let me ask you this then. What did you take from working with Patagonia for that long, working on the mountain bike side of things there? What what were some of the things that you kind of not just learned from it, but took away from it being like, okay, we can't do this because we're this big brand, but I would like to be able to do more of this particular thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I learned just like, I could go on and on about just how much I learned from working there and how lucky I am to have that like landed there so early in my career. I think it was like so nice because that's like when you're learning your design process and like what's important to you and like how you're going to think about things. And um, yeah, it was just such a great place to build all that foundation, like things like how they do field testing and how they focus on designing for repairability and like all those things that I've brought into um, my future design work at Curious Creatures. Um, I think one thing that's like kind of fun about having your own brand is just being a little bit more like lighthearted with some stuff and like (laughs) being a little bit like weirder. And I think this is just when you're small, right? Like nobody's really watching. So you can like, I mean, we just named our chamois like the Wolverine chamois. (laughs) And like I could never do that at a big company. It would never go through legal. Yeah. Um, But I don't have any lawyers. So I'm like, 
I guess I'll just try it so you can have more humor and like have more fun with things. I think when you're small. Yeah. Biggest hurdle so far. I mean, you're a year ish into this whole situation or I guess very, very recently into the launch, but a year leaving Patagonia. What, what has been the most difficult part for you in terms of like actually running and getting your own business off the ground? Hmm. I think <laughs> there's a list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure um, there is. I mean, with anybody, <laughs> right? Like there's, there's a whole slew of things that you're like, ah, oh, shit. Like yeah. even with this, like I can't tell you how many things that I thought were a hundred percent hits or things that were like no brainers and being completely wrong about, you know, like, and even just yeah. the, of the business overall, it's, it's a difficult thing to figure out until you go and do it. And even then you're still like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And there's like the business challenges and then like the personal challenges, like yeah. the, a business one I would say is like, I really wanted to try domestic manufacturing. And I think we, ended up in a great place and found like two wonderful factories um, that are in the U S and they're both minority owned and operated, which is amazing. And they were awesome. But um, I've always worked developing stuff overseas. So that was like a really big new challenge and learning for me is just like how different those two processes are um, and working with them on things like quality and like making sure things are exactly the way you want. Um, yeah. I think that was a big learning. And then like personally, it's just like keeping your sanity because <laughs> when you work for someone else, like at the end of the day, you kind of have that thing to fall back on where you're like, eh, it's not my, it's not my call. Yeah. Like it, it is your boss's call or like it is the owner of the company's call, but then I had to work hard to find like the balance of like, and I'm not a perfectionist. Like you should see my car. Yeah. It looks like <laughs> same disgusting, same. 100%. <laughs> but still like when it's your own business, you find yourself like getting in your own way sometimes where you're like, no, it's done. It just needs to be like out in the world. Otherwise yeah. you could just work on it forever. Yeah. Is that, is that a difficult thing to kind of figure? Cause I'm not either. Right. And then sometimes when I'm ready to put a product out or like we're making merch or we're making whatever, we're making social media content or a podcast. I'm just like, is this what I want? Is this exactly how it should be? And, and then I'm like, okay, when I was six months into this, I didn't give a shit about that at all. Like I was yeah. so ready to just like pull the trigger on anything and everything and now I'm like trying to remind myself that that was like what worked in the beginning. And and now I'm just overthinking everything all the time. Yeah, the overthinking for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that happens. And and it maybe happens too. Like, um, that's why it's so great to have a team and like have yeah. people that you can bounce stuff off of, whether it's like friends or yeah. Yeah. What where do you see the brand going like what is the what's the end goal like are you happy to just be a small brand that makes really good stuff do you want the brand to grow big big like there's there's so many arcs i think that these kind of things can go to and it just all depends and and some people right i think the easy answer the presumptuous answer for people is always like yeah they probably want it to be as big as humanly possible but i think some people just want a good business that makes good product. Yeah, super, yeah, definitely. Like fast growth. I mean, I was even just chatting with a friend that works for a big company on some of like the sponsored advertising side and she was giving her recommendations and it, like my immediate 
gut reaction was like, no, <laughs> like yeah. I know we have to grow, but I just, um, yeah, it would be ideal to just have like nice sustainable growth and really focused on building good product that is going to stay out in the world for a long time. Mm. Um, repairability is pretty important. We partnered with a local repair sewing shop here in Montana. And so if things are not working or you take a digger and want to send stuff to us, we'll repair it and send it back like that. I want to be able to like, awesome. be at a scale where I can do stuff like that, where if you get huge, it turns into a whole nother thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge cost. Like it's a huge, I mean, Arteryx is doing it. Patagonia is doing it now, but like the cost associated with stuff like that is, is huge. And at some point it's almost like doing that kind of thing becomes a marketing expense just yeah. as much as it becomes like we actually really want to do it. I'm sure those brands, and I mean, you can speak to Patagonia more than I can, but I'm sure those brands really want to do those things, but mm -hmm. the cost associated sometimes is, is crazy, especially when you have that much product out in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. It just gets unruly and yeah, to be able to have a product line too, that's like pretty tight, but really versatile, I think is super important. Like a lot of times growth comes with just like adding more SKUs and adding more pants, more tops and, I'm really excited about just keeping the product line small and digestible, but then trying to get in different markets, like get more people out on bikes or get in, you know, we don't ship to Canada yet. Maybe go there. You know, that's how I kind of see growth um, yeah. happening. Um, but yeah, definitely want to keep it small enough so that I have a lot of control to do some of the fun things that have been so great in the past year like we just made that weird little video and like yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun and got to just like hire my friends and um yeah I feel like that's a good place to be I think yeah and I think as long as you enjoy it and it doesn't start to become this thing that you're like dreading it it's awesome right like you get to play around you get to have that freedom to be a little more creative in what you want to do Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's always, I, I feel like there's this balance and this is pretty early on for you, but I feel like there's always this balance between, okay, this is my job and this is fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like in such a mode of learning, like I've learned so much in the past year that that's just been super fun too. Like I'm doing every new it feels like every three months i just get a new job like i did the product yes. <laughs> design and development and then and then all of a sudden i was doing marketing for like three or four months and i haven't really ever really done marketing before and that was super fun and then it was like the website and i'd never done that before and now it's like the website's up and i'm like oh no now i have to sell things like now i have to do the sales <laughs> job <laughs> but it's good it keeps it like super fresh what what does a good product look like for you? What were some of the key areas that you saw and you felt needed improvement? Yeah, um, I think that relates back to your growth question a little bit too. Like when I do think about the future, I'm excited about really versatile product. Like kind of sounds like I'm saying two different things or I'm saying like we really want to be rooted in mountain bike, but I also feel like really good product is super versatile for a lot of different things. Yeah. And while it will always be built for mountain biking, like our pant, for example, 
um, is like all fitted on a bike, articulated for pedaling. But then I just had like a friend go climbing with it the other day. And we're like, these are great climbing pants. And I just yeah. feel like that's the stuff that makes me really excited where I'm like, oh, that's sick. And it yeah. means people can buy less and, you know, have a more thoughtful closet and stuff like that is pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I think the multi-use part of it is actually really important and it's not, it's not easy, but it's not hard to do if the product is really good. I, I just talked to Elliot who started Ripton, um, oh, yeah. George's friend, like a few weeks ago. And he was kind of saying the same thing. It's like, we really just made George to screw around because we thought yeah. it was fun and like to poke fun at other brands that were like making this highly technical apparel and, <laughs> yeah. it ended up being this thing where like people ride in them, they go to the grocery store in them. They, they literally live their everyday life in these George and that's not what he was intending, but it's how it ended up being because the product is, is versatile. Mm -hmm. Totally. Elliot's great. He's like, I called him when I was thinking about leaving Patagonia actually and was like, I have this idea, like, should I do it? And he was so nice and supportive. <laughs> and um, yeah, I love what he's done with Ripton. But yeah, similar, similar thing. I just feel like people, especially living in mountain towns or like where they're getting out every day, you just want stuff that like works for a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I use this example with him, I think, too. But it's like if I'm in a full on spandex kit, I don't want to wear that to the grocery store. I don't want to show up <laughs> the bar in that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not a thing versus like 99% of the time. I'm just, I want to be riding in something that I can just go and hang out. in. I don't, albeit maybe gross sometimes, but it's like, it's what I would rather be doing than have to like, think about a change of outfit just to go do the next task. Like we're all already struggling to find enough time in the day to make sure that we can do the activities that we like. So I think yeah, one less changeover is is a nice thing yeah and even like trend wise like it's definitely cooler to be the person that's like shredding and looks like they're not even trying <laughs> than the person that like shows up in the full kit like head to toe for sure i don't know i think there's something inspiring there too like even some of the people or like even the two riders in our video that we use they're like such badasses they're so good and they're both just like have regular jobs and we're like you guys could be like you could like do this and make money and they're kind of like eh, we just want to do it for fun and i like there's something to that like dark horse mentality of um being super competent but like not looking like you're trying too hard i think <laughs> yeah isn't it funny there's a lot of people in like mountain biking and skiing that are like that, where you look at them and you're like, you work an office job. Like, why <laughs> yeah. are you so good at skiing? Why are you doing these huge days? It's, it, uh, there's so many people like that, that come to mind where you're just like, you could be a professional skier in a heartbeat. <laughs> like it would not be that difficult for you and you can make money. And they're just like, no, nah, I like my job. I like, I like, yeah. I like separating the two and <laughs> I like being able to, Mike, Mike Hayes is a good example. Mike Hayes is a, like basically a professional skier. Like this dude gets up, he's like on the Mark Wahlberg schedule. He like gets up at 1am oh, every wow. day, like <laughs> skis to the top of Mount Mansfield every day, like rides his bike a hundred miles every day before he starts his work day. And he's like a high up 
professional at Ben and Jerry's. Like he's like the guy <laughs> that makes all the global marketing decisions. And I'm like, this is so weird that it's this so is the kind cool. of person that is like yeah. going out there and just like showing up to work at 8 a.m. still, but just did what people aspire to do in a lifetime, you know, like yeah. every morning. I love it. Cause there's plenty of the opposite in the industry too, with like Instagram and taking photos of everything. You can make it look like you're skiing a lot more than you are. For sure. So oh yeah. One day sweet. worth of clips. One day worth of clips lasts you like a month. <laughs> it's pretty special when you find people that are the opposite. They're like not really talking about it, but you're like, what? You just rode a hundred miles. <laughs> yeah. This morning, like what's going on? <laughs> um, let me ask you this then who in your mind, like all this conversation aside or alluding to the fact that we're kind of, we're kind of getting there. What, what is the target audience for you and for curious creatures? Like what's the, who are you hoping buys the product connects with the product? I mean, initially it's just a women's launch, but what, what else is there and who do you hope is looking at the product being like, I, I want this. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, hopefully it's really broad. Like I think the kind of center of what I was hearing a lot from my friends was also just that they, they're like people in the outdoor sports community where they're doing lots of things. They're like identify as mountain bikers, but they're also like skiing and snowboarding or splitboarding in the winter. Um, and so their mountain biking is like part of their, you know, whole recipe of like all the different, or maybe climbing, whatever, of all the different things that they're doing. Um, and they like treat it more as a way to explore or like be on adventures, similar to like maybe the way backcountry skiing is or something where you're like using your bike to like get to places you haven't been, see trails you haven't um gone on and stuff like that versus the like yeah a little bit more like competitive or like race driven stuff yeah. um but then at the same time like there's this whole my parents um live in East Burke Vermont which is like mm -hmm. a tiny little yeah, town yeah. almost in Canada and like when I was there in high school there's like that town was so tiny and like it was really hard to even live there as like a yeah. young person and now there's like so many young people that live there and restaurants and things to do all because of the mountain bike trails yeah and so then i see a lot of people just getting into the sport too which i really want them to be attracted to curious creatures also because they're like yeah. excited about the sport maybe they're the people that i reference when i'm always saying this like they like want to be mountain bikers, but they don't feel like themselves. Like a lot of the clothes are like really yeah, kind of like, like you reference motocross and stuff like that. Yeah, really like overbuilt, overbuilt. Yeah, exactly. Downhill stuff. And like, if you're a younger person just trying to get into mountain biking, like I hope that our line is pretty accessible for that because it's like clothes that really look like regular clothes, even though they're built to be very technical and durable and, you know, articulate and everything for riding. They just like, I hope that they make you feel a little bit more like yourself and not like you're like in a space where you don't belong. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I think there's so much of that product that 
feels like you're putting on an outfit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it doesn't feel, and there's so much of regular clothing that doesn't feel like you're just wearing it because of an occasion, because of a specific reason. It doesn't feel like something you actually want to be in versus a lot of the, the stuff that's made really well. It's like, even if it's technical apparel, like I see people all the time in like super high end rain shells, just walking around. And it's like, yeah. they, they just, I think they just feel comfortable in it. Like the stuff, uh -huh. well, it's articulated well. And yeah, it's for something way more technical than you're using it for, but why not be able to use it for both? Right. And especially for women, I feel like just feeling comfortable and feeling like yourself is really important, especially if you're coming into space where you like already feel a little bit like, oh, this is like a new thing for me. Um, yeah. But then all that being said, like, we also really want our customer to be, you know, the person that is like those people we we're talking about that are riding a ton every day. And it is really yeah. like their main passion. And um, that's really kind of the customer we build to and then it hopefully works for everyone yeah 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 for sure it's funny you mentioned kingdom because like that was one of the first things like that seems like a target market that seems really like applicable here because initially like 10 15 years ago you look at kingdom and you're like okay this is where like all the shredders go this is where all like the people that are really in the mountain biking go and now over the last like few years you're starting to see it be a place where people get their first taste of mountain biking yeah. because there's so much and there's so many accessible trails and the network is so easy to understand. It's, it's for a lot of people, it's their first jump off to being like, Oh, I really want to do this. Like I really want to commit to doing this because it, it's accessible, right? You can figure things out. It doesn't feel overwhelming. Yeah, I know. I love it for that. It's so great. Like we got married there and um, a lot of my friends from California came and a lot of them are mountain bikers, but then some of them that weren't were like, wow, I never knew mountain biking could be like this. Cause like California is pretty technical and rocky and especially where we were in that like Santa Barbara area, they were like, whoa, this is like way more fun. I was like, yeah, there's all different levels. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place, right? Like, yeah. I think, I think people feel comfortable there because there's stuff that's designed specifically for them. And I think for a clothing brand, there's no reason that there can't be the same reasoning for somebody getting into a brand, you know, like it, they have to feel like, okay, I'm attached to this and for some reason. And it's because I feel good at it. Right. Like I feel like I need to connect with this a little more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we have, I mean, I feel like the, number of styles we have is pretty good in that it has you know a lot of those those styles that can be kind of um easier entry points and then we do have like space to really play with innovation too like we do have that maryland short which is really pretty weird like <laughs> if you yeah. look at it it's um definitely the most like out there idea I had, but it was kind of the first one I had where I was like, okay, what kind of problem are we really trying to solve? And for women, it's a lot of like being bent over in that riding position and having like that bulky fly and zipper and all that stuff that mm -hmm. you just frankly don't need. Um, and so it's nice to have a place in the line where you can also push innovation yeah. Um, and make things that are just like a little bit weird and funky and um, different than anything else out there too. So I think it's good to have a balance of both. 
<laughs> I think that's where all the smaller brands like that first are first starting out do really well though too. I think that that innovative product that like actually searches to fix a problem, you know, that a user finds and it's always easier when the person making it is a user of the product, but yeah. I think there's plenty of there's plenty of problems out there that need solving that people just don't think about until they come across it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's another one that Pagonia really like hammered into me, which I'm grateful for too, is just like, I even finished my time there on the advanced R and D team and everything is so problem focused. It's really yeah. the best way to design stuff. <laughs> no, I agree hundred percent. I think there's no point in just making a product to make a product, right? I think yeah. you have a complete product line, but I think that problem has already been solved a lot of times. So I think if you add something different to the line, that's what brings people in. That's what gets people's eyes on something because there's clearly an attention to a problem that exists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, let me ask you, this is one of the last things I'll ask you and then I'll let you get out of here, but what... <laughs> what is next? Like what's next step? I know it's always like my least favorite question to ask anybody that's working at a brand because you're, especially when you're launching something, because you're like, okay, I just did all this stuff. And now someone's asking me what I have to do now. Like <laughs> it's, it's a lot, but what, what do you see in the next six months, in the next 12 months, where, where do you see things headed? What kind of product do you want to put out in the world up until that point? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same question that's going in my head too. You know, you like work towards this launch and then it happens and you have like, honestly, like 12 hours of space and then you're already like, oh my gosh, okay, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> like you have to kind of already be like, okay, how do I like keep some momentum? And um, I think in the next, well, I'm going to Rome Fest, which is, with my mom, nice. <laughs> which is a women's mountain bike festival just this weekend. So that'll be pretty fun just to like spread the word a little bit more. Um, but I think in the longer term, I would like to have some more men's specific styles. Like I think a men's pant would be super fun and I really want to work yeah. on that. And then having just like a longer version of one of our shorts, I think would work a little bit better for some men that want are, are taller or want more coverage. And um, yeah, so like giving a little love and attention to the men's side, I think would be fun in the next year. Um, yeah. And it was super great to launch with uh, women's focus and feel like there's a lot of need there, but Definitely. Um, yeah, wouldn't that be nice if I have time and space to <laughs> work on some <laughs> of that stuff. Um, yeah. And then work on, to some of the like versatility things we were talking about too, just like making sure everything is, um, yeah, working to the way that people want it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to get like fit feedback because that was like a, you know, so hard doing sizing and fit. Um, Probably the hardest thing, yeah. <laughs> so I think as those kind of, yeah, those data points come in, I think I can um, adjust if we need to there. Hopefully we don't, but. Yeah. yeah. Little tweaks. Yeah, I think I think launching especially with a women's focus first is a good idea because there's so much of that mountain bike product that's already like kind of 
we talked about it being like kind of a second or an afterthought for a lot of these brands. And then you go and the women's category is like just a smaller version of that afterthought a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. So this is definitely the area of mountain bike apparel that needs the most attention. So I think, I think it's a good call. Yeah. It's, it's just definitely fun. <laughs> awesome. Um, where can people find the product? Where can people find you? If people have questions, fit things, like they want to know like what the right product is for them. How do they get in touch with you? How do they find the product? Give me details. on Yeah. Um, yeah. So our website is all fully up. Um, the brand is called Curious Creatures, but the website is wearecuriouscreatures.com. Um, and that was, again, just like wanting it to feel like we were all just part of this weirdo creature ecosystem, but we like riding our bikes. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, if people want to get in touch with me, we do have hello curious creatures at gmail.com. That would be a good place to shoot any like product questions or fit questions, things like that. Um, yeah, those are kind of, Oh, follow us on Instagram. I'm really bad at social media. And I'm just like, <laughs> trying my best here <laughs> but yeah this the instagram is we are curious creatures also so um awesome. and definitely look at our little video because that was one of the highlights it was super fun to make and um i feel like it explains a lot of the weird quirkiness of the brand um in a short one minute of your time <laughs> yeah awesome well, thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. This has been this has been great. Thank you. Yeah, it's super fun. <laughs>